this is Daniel, your Game Master and Master of Ceremony. This is Tori, and I play Dooley. This is Sorcerer, and I play Ty. This is Becca, and I play Mirgrat. And this is Odyssey, a Babylon 5 story. Welcome aboard. It was a long time ago. It was nothing to do with you whatsoever. And, uh, oh, oh, uh, quick, put the stuff together, all right? Good, good, good. Ah, good. Now, come, come, come. I've been wondering when you're going to see Padini. Padini has got many a story for you, but Padini could not make it last time. Padini had a little bit of a problem when it came to certain legal things when trying to procure more associates for my work. It was perfectly fine, perfectly reasonable, and uh, mistakes were made. But that's between me and the local constabulary and possibly a report to the Centauri government. But other than that, Padini is here. Padini has stories to tell you of the Taumari Celestia. But for your patience, for waiting for me, I would not leave you so unsatisfied. So today, we are doing something special. Something special is we're doing a double episode, twice as long as normal. You'll understand why as we discuss things, but in lieu of the fact that you could not be here yesterday to hear my story, you will be here today. Good. So, get comfortable, have a drink, and now we shall tell you about what happened last. So, when last we left our intrepid adventures, the Taumari Celestia was again en route to a new colony, as well as to do a usual roundabouts to various places to uh, make it a luxury cruise for those not being dropped off. Perfectly fine, perfectly natural. However, our adventurers were trying to find the source of a new drug called amber. This amber affected Narns and Pakmara. Very strange, very potent, and was very unusual. This had to be discovered. While Ty, the space trucker, had to deal with a friend of hers who happened to be a dealer and was smuggling and, you know, kicked a cup of hajala into his lap for drawing a gun on her, was arrested. Ty had, like myself, had been incarcerated and had now had to be uh, extradited from incarceration by our Pakbara scientist, Neograd. While in the meantime, Duli had gone undercover into the steerage to find a black door behind which she encountered both two people who offered their money for drugs and a source for possibly distribution center for the drugs in and of itself inside the ship. Where we come back, we have to address how Ty gets out of prison. And then we our group meets up again. So, Craig, you have recording? Craig? Craig, are you giving me problems again? Oh, Craig, what am I going to do with you? Ah, yes, Craig. I just assumed we think he was exiled. <laughs> I thought you'd fire him. So, yes. now Ty has been taken away. You went to go do your quick report and then to basically go get Ty out. Now, you couldn't just follow Ty to get him out because, get her out, excuse me, it, because Ty would need to be, you know, the usual bit of investigations, interrogations, things like that. Yes, but I did uh, make sure to get the uh, the badge number or B5 equivalent of the arresting 
officer and then also Mm -hmm. make sure that I would know what precinct they were based out of so that I could go to the right place on on the ship to, you know. And I I don't know if I'm going to get tie out, but part of it is that I want to be someone who is there so that even though Ty is in custody, people know, like, the the guard, uh, the security forces know that there is someone who is actively taking an interest in her in her welfare. Mm-hmm. Because that kind of thing always helps, is, is, is to remind the people who are holding your friend that they, that they have friends and that they can't just go missing or whatever. Understood. Well, this is an ISA vessel, but it's technically a corporate vessel, so that's one thing. Uh, there's only one security location, and it also okay. has a couple of holding cells, not necessarily full prisons, but definitely, like, your drunk tank prisons sort of thing, you know? Yeah. They're there because uh, whoever's there has caused a problem, they need to be isolated. If something causes a real problem and the jails were full, they'd probably just lock them in the rooms and call it done, uh, because, again, this is a floating Vegas, essentially. Yeah. But, yes, you did actually get the name of the person who did it, and I believe, if memory serves, that was uh, George Tuska. We'll check my notes. I will take your word for it on that one. <laughs> yeah. George Tuska, uh, human male, uh, kind of heavy set, mustache, but he treated you fair enough, and he took Ty off and investigated. Now, during that time, however, with Ty... You were actually talking, you know, again, they sat you in the room, they asked you a couple of questions. I suspect for Ty, you're, 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 the first words out of your lips are lawyer and no, I ain't talking. Uh, that sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> this ain't her first time, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, though, just for, can I get a roll of diplomacy? So that's sure. going to be, yeah, your diplomacy rank. Plus, I believe that's your charisma and any modifiers you have, plus a d20. And a roll of an 18 isn't bad. Mm. Okay. Yes. You basically do the whole, look, I know the law. Yeah, things happen. I sit here. I do you. And George actually looks up and kind of does the whole... The words, I'm too old for this stuff, kind of just kind of radiate off him every once in a while. He's How either many that or... retirement is he? <laughs> <laughs> probably a lot more than people think. He doesn't look very old. I mean, you'd probably guess he's in his late 30s, early 40s. But at the same time, he definitely has the... Uh, all right. Uh, when it was being became very clear that Ty barely did anything but verify her name. So and only because it's on my, like, identity card. That's it. It's on your identity card. You have a ticket. Everyone knows who you are. It's like, all right, here you go. Fine. As far as he's concerned, he's like, all right, you know what? We'll do our investigation. If the guy wants to press charges, fine. But expect to be here for a little while while we do some paperwork. I hope you like very simple sandwiches or, or beef pill or uh, protein pills for, for dinner. Otherwise, enjoy your stay. It's up. Closes the door. It's just like, eh. The phrase, I'm done with this already, is is just <laughs> rating it often. It's not like you committed murder or anything else like that. You poured hot coffee in, or hot jala in a guy's lap, which, if the guy didn't want to press charges, would have been just the, you know, assumed to be a lover's quarrel or somebody owed somebody money sort of situation. I mean, or huge. like an actual genuine accident. 
It, well, it was very obvious that this was not an accident, particularly because Ty, basically, if memory serves, went up to the guy, kicked the, uh, the Jala into his lap, and then said, what are you going to do about it? Uh, <laughs> there's one part of the, oops, I knocked something over, my apologies. There's another one of the, you want to try it, MF? Come on. And this was definitely one of the latter. I have a loose definition of accident. Fair enough. And yes, by, the, by the way, that is there is that is me editing my, my language very profusely. I'm getting used to the whole PG-13 thing. I thought about, you know, allowing you guys to let one F-bomb drop during the course of game, but it had to only be one and just decide how you guys want to drop it. Oh, are, uh, we, are we not doing F-bombs anymore? Oh, no, no, we can drop as much F-bombs as we want to. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think they put those in PG-13 movies. So, yeah, yeah, note to self, loose definition of accident, adding you to the list of friends who would bring a shovel and a tarp. <laughs> Dude, I'm the list of friends that doesn't need a shovel and a tarp. Very true. You just need three days. Eater, dude. Well, you need a couple of days to let it ripen. Then you're fine. That's true. That is yeah, true. Yeah, but, like, in a pinch... <laughs> I can just eat dead organic matter. It's cool. Yep. Oh, I can see the whole, we need to get rid of this body. Oh, man, I, I'm not sure if I can fit all that in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of meat. <laughs> I, I, now I'm getting, like, bizarre things like the Pacmara equivalent of Weight Watchers. You know? Oh, my God. Okay. All right. That, <laughs> That's, That's just wrong. <laughs> 108 pounds. Uh, how many points is that? Is that 40 or 80? I lost track. Uh, <laughs> That's wrong. There are a lot of complicated uh, equations to do based on like body fat percentage. <laughs> so, as everyone now takes a pause of the, are we really discussing this? Um, so, while Ty is doing a bang-up job of straight-faced, nope, 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 Neogret does show up at the security desk. At the security desk, uh, you actually get kind of lucky. You don't get one of the deputies or one of the other uh, uh, staff. Actually, Chief Kali is actually up there. Was it, excuse me, was that Kali or checking my notes? I believe that was the case. Kali uh, is actually standing there. And you guys met uh, Kali uh, earlier. She's the one who escorted you guys off the shuttle uh, and was initially trying to do some of the basic paperwork of whatever the heck happened to you guys. So when the uh, Pak Mra shuffles in, it's that kind of day, isn't it? Greetings! I the human- I'm here to inquire as to the humane treatment of my friend who is currently in your custody. She looks over. Were you traveling with um, the said Prakiri? I'm traveling with my friend Narn. However, the Brakiria has recently made my acquaintance. She is helping me with a very important matter related to my research. Ah, I, I think I understand. She looks over. Uh, uh, Franklin, please watch the desk. Guy stands up. Uh, yes, ma'am. Kali says, please, right this way. She takes you into uh, a small room. It doesn't look like an interrogation room so much as it looks like a kind of office. The difference is, is that an interrogation room looks like you would see on things like uh, your usual 
uh, CSI or Law and Order, you know, basic table, two chairs, maybe a couple of scanners pointed to indicate that this person's, you know, lying or not lying, darkened room, bright light. This looks like a kind of room, a little smaller. Yes, there's a table, but it's much smaller. Two chairs. It's the difference between an interrogation room and a place where you interview for a job. Yeah. And Go ahead. Oh, I was just saying that tracks. Yep. She leads you there. She kind of offers you the seat. She takes one herself. She says, um, all right. So Ty, as I believe she likes to be called, has mentioned that uh, you mentioned that you were working with her. She's in here for assault. So far, we haven't had uh, the person in question press charges. He said he was wanting to, but then he has since not arrived to press the charges. So legally, we have to keep Ty for a period of time to do the basic investigation. That being said, Ty so far has not seemed to cause any issues except for this one. She very obviously is looking for the correct word. I believe the humans would say, is hap in this kid's situation. So enlighten me. You said that this person is helping you with your research. Uh, from what we can tell from our records, this is a person in transit who is supposed to be for shipping. How is a ship pilot helping you with your research this uh, far away from the shipping lanes? I am afraid that you will have to request that information from the diplomatic attaché of the Pacmara civility currently on this ship. <laughs> Since that's not a bluff, I mean, I, it's not like you're lying or anything like that, but that is kind of the, wait, what? <laughs> you know, it's like saying... Uh, you know, I'm engaged in research. Really, what kind of research do you need from a green grocer and a vet? I'm sorry, you'll have to ask the head of the FBI on that one. <laughs> <laughs> the next file shit right there. <laughs> I mean, this is what I've got to work with. Fair enough. In that case, uh, yeah, let's do a, it's either a bluff or an influence check. Actually, technically, that would be an influence check. While you're not influencing someone you have direct relations asking for release or anything else like that, you don't have like connections with the ISA or with this particular NARN or even security. You do have connections with the Pakmara delegation, which still has a bit of sway. So let's go ahead and get an influence check on this one. Um, okay. So that is 2d6 plus my modifier. That's correct. Which I wish they would give us more indication of what a fourth level uh, for, sorry, fourth or fifth level person's uh, influence might be rather than the standard. Oh! Damn! Okay. You know, besides just saying, oh yes, that you'll have to talk to the local government, you basically said, I'm sorry, you'll have to talk to the delegation. This is how best to contact her. This is my authorization. And when that came down, I went, oh. Kali looks up, he looks you up and down for a second. So... Huh. This is rather fascinating. In this particular case, that means you're working on something with the the Pakmara government, which in, which includes this uh, Bakiri citizen. And in you're all willing this, to all Pakmara are working with the Pakmara government. Understood. But in this particular case, the Bakiri is not part of the Pakmara government, but is required for your investigations. She sits back and thinks about it. All right. I got to hold her, uh, hold tie for 24 hours to allow the uh, offending party to make accusations. Once then, if no party shows up, 
I can release her into your custody, which again, releasing her into the Pakmara government's custody, so long as she doesn't make any other problems, is fine. There'll be a basic fine of 30 creds just to for the paperwork, and that's fine. I would like to protest this fine. (laughs) (laughs) I find it unreasonable that an individual who is not charged with any misconduct is then forced to pay a fee that could easily be generated by someone who is wishing to cause this individual inconvenience solely for the purpose of their own personal gratification. Wow. I'm going to need a knowledge law check. Well, luckily, as a scientist, I can make knowledge checks untrained. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just say, this that's a long just scene cool. of Ty trying to get out of this fine. <laughs> okay. 13. Uh, you know what? I'm just going to give that to you. There is a great line that I heard in a movie once when a lawyer did something similar as an, as an example, and the police detective just simply said, I believe I'm getting a headache just listening to this. <sighs> you know what? I will release Kai into your custody, provided that nothing else happens. However, you will agree that should the offending party come back to press charges, it is now your responsibility to make sure Ty gets here for some reinvestigation. Is this agreed? This can be agreed, provided adequate notice of said charges is furnished to both myself and Ty. Fine. Fine. This can be done. (sighs) She stands up again. You're all again noticing the limp she has. Fine. We will release something comes up, we will come back with the necessary paperwork, but it is now, again, your responsibility to get that precarity back here. Done? I am pleased with your intrinsic sense of justice, finally seeing the righteousness of our situation. She actually <laughs> needs the front of her nose a little bit. <laughs> she says, oh, by, by Jaquan, please stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> Just, just wait in the waiting room. We'll have we'll have Ty presented to you in the next thirty minutes. I appreciate your prompt compliance. Thank you for your assistance <laughs> in this matter. Thank you. Go, just go. <laughs> yeah. So you sit in the waiting room. <laughs> you sit in the waiting room. It is very obvious that even though Pokemon again are still respected and everything else like that, anybody else in the waiting room immediately takes two chairs are away from you at any given point in time. This isn't a fear thing, there's just still the, for lack of a term, uh, 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 stereotype that you are going to, well, stink up the place. Yeah, I'm going to put on another air freshener medallion. (laughs) I have this funny feeling, besides the green ones, that you're just going to end this this collection of anything we could currently find at any sort of uh, automotive shop. Big smiley faces, peace signs, stars, you know, whatever. As long as I think I got some at the bodega where we were, where we were reading a uh, magazine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. As long as it doesn't, it's all, as long as it is a plant with seven, uh, seven stems, that would be bad. Um, <laughs> I mean, my friend is a bar and it could very well be Jaquan F. Yeah. <laughs> True, the Cornet is more of a flower, but still. So yeah, so you wait there. After a few moments, uh, George comes back to Ty and says, all right, all right, sits down. Here's the deal. 
You have a friend in oddly high places. They were negotiated for your release back to their custody. If the defending party comes to cha- uh, charge you with a crime, you're going to have to answer for it. But until then, you're with that person. Stay out of trouble. And you're no problem, Mars. Done? Uh, wait a sec. Who is it? Who is what? Who's taking responsibility for you? Yeah. Oh, Pop Marah. I, I, I couldn't even pronounce the name if I tried. Really? Huh. <laughs> All right, let's go. All right, so he stands, he stands you up, and he says, but just so you know, immediately he does actually do the points to eyes, points to you, points to eyes, points to you. I just, um, like, roll my eyes at him. Not obviously, but, you know, just a little bit. <laughs> he looks at, good, we understand each other. So you come into the uh, waiting area, and there is Mirkrat sitting in an oddly isolated chair. Your uh, stuff is returned to you, that anything you have on your person. Which I remember, you still had a couple of amulets of amber on you, but you managed to palm them so they couldn't find them. I have uh, three that were just still in my pocket. Yep. Mm-hmm. But yeah, your stuff is returned to you, your identity card, your, your essentially keys and wallet. Uh, Kylie looks over. Well, I see that you have friends in high places. Just make sure that you stay out of trouble. I believe we understand each other, correct? I, like, roll my eyes again. <laughs> she looks over at George. George nods. She looks back at you. You're going to be a fun one. Well, enjoy your flight. We will see what happens when we get to our destination. In the meantime, she asks, you know, points you, both of you towards the door. Have a lovely trip. Uh-huh. I, like, am extremely, like, not talking until we're out of the the cop area. <laughs> so it doesn't take long before you're out of the, the, the security area. Again, there's door seals behind you and that sort of stuff. You, you, and I'm guessing that you basically leave it for a couple of corridors before you start talking again. Yep. So okay. I guess the obvious question is why you decided to bust me, a person you barely know, out of uh, the brig here in this lovely ship. I did not bust you out. I used the subtle tools of political influence to pressure your guards into uh, releasing you from your unjust confinement. Why? Because you are helping friends Dooley and I on our quest to track down the source of this disturbing new substance. Well, I guess I am now. Where are we going first? (laughs) Don't sell yourself short, friend Ty. You've been extremely helpful previously as well. Thank you. <laughs> um, so I'm going to send a quick message to uh, Dooley, basically to ask her uh, where she is and if she needs us to come be in that place with her or if we should go and wait for her back at our headquarters. Okay. So this is where we get to an interesting point because in Babylon 5 tech, uh, because it is from the 90s, the concept of text messaging doesn't actually exist. Oh, shit, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this retrofuturism is just kind of freaky, isn't it? Uh, We basically have walkie-talkies. Yeah, I'm going to leave her a voicemail. (laughs) (laughs) Which, yes, they do actually do in Babylon 5, the, you have three messages. 
All right, I forget sure. where I was. Had I I left the drug dealer's place, right? You had uh, you had just gotten the stuff. You just saw the you just knocked on the door after the brain thing. You kind of wanted to see in, but you were not like back from steerage. Although if you want to just say I left there and I'm going towards away from steerage now, heading back to the uh, the cabin, you're welcome to say that. It's going to take you a little while because you know steerage is a ways. I'm going to take the scenic route through it, though. I want to see if by chance I happen to meet anyone from, like, Brown Sector who might have signed on as, like, cleaning crew or basically labor. Okay. So that would be contacts, uh, which is normally done as, you you know, it's a feat thing and they would specialize say, okay, I have contacts in X, Y, and Z. So let's start there. Do you have any contacts feet? And it would be a feet, you say, right? Uh, there's I... a feet that is contacts. Uh... No. I just have something called down below feet, but that's for noticing things. Yeah. I have influences of brown sector. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how much because we never... Walk through how many I would, you know, like points or anything I would have for that. Well, uh, the local influence for Brown Sector, it's it's 1d4, and then additional lurker local influence increases by plus 2 each level, and may also create other influence by plus 1. That's the basic here. But in during gameplay, again, they don't tell us how much uh, fortune or how much influence or how much of the other variables you might get for being, starting off as a fifth level. They really wanted everybody to start off first. Well, I'm going to assume I only have one level as the lurker, so, and that's, mm-hmm. I've only been down below for, in brown sector for one level. Mm-hmm. So, so that would be uh, plus two. You would have a plus two plus local two. influence of down below. Okay, so 1d4 plus two? Uh, no, no. <laughs> the roll would be 2d6 plus two. So it would be a basic influence roll. Plus your influence, but your influence is only okay. uh, two. I'm, I'm specifically looking for somebody I might know from Brown Sector. I'm not just okay. going to go up to a stranger. In that case, you, I believe, want to use a gather information check. That's a good way to kind of ask around to see if there's somebody you know. Yeah, because um, you know, sometimes at ports they'll hire locals to gather information. Well, yeah, everyone knows Brandy. Investigate? They don't have to gather information, so I'm... Uh, it's intrigue. It's under intrigue nowadays. Intrigue, okay. 17. Okay. So you can ask around, say, oh, is everybody from Brown Sector? Yeah, there's a couple people from Brown Sector. Now, again, some of the people were obviously here as uh, colonists for a reason. You know, they had nowhere to go in, Brown, in, in Down Below uh, on map five, and they just signed on real quick, saying, "Well, there's nothing there. Let me see if there's something else. You know, I'll go. I'll be more than happy to tend a field somewhere or work in some sort of factory somewhere if it just gets me something." Now, some people actually did sign on as basic things: janitors, attendants, things like that. And none of them are going to get massive. But again, if you're looking for workers in down below, yeah, actually, there's uh, a couple people who have been, for lack of a better term. Doing maintenance in one of the cafeterias for down below. Down below, people usually get hired for things like, you know, cleaning out the sanitation or stacking boxes in the, you know, docking area or, you know, stuff like that. So Exactly. Okay. 
Um, my dice roll is coming up interesting for who this person is. So, all right. But I know so of them or know them personally. Uh, is this somebody you know? It is. It's not somebody you've talked to a lot. You know, probably won't. They will, they'll probably recognize you. But if my dice roll for people came up, there is this one of all things Centauri female who. Mm. Hmm? <laughs> okay. Yeah, like I said, I have a I have a specifically a D twelve that I have adjusted to be a random race generator for Babylon five, and the first two time it rolled up is Mimbari, and like that makes no sense. Uh, Centauri does actually make a little sense. She's classless. I mean, she is considered you know uh, there's the nobles, there's the the, uh, the vassals, there's the serfs, and then there's these people. Basically, they were slaves, or they were slaves that. Uh, uh, were fleeing masters. This is actually not uncommon in Centauri society. Centauri still utilized slaves up until the reign of uh, Londo Malari. Right. So a Centauri female uh, working as, in this case, basically uh, a food processor. She's working in the okay. kitchen. It's not great, but yeah, she's she's doing the basics. You met her, and again, you're not really happy with Centauri at all. A Narn and a Centauri don't get along, but at the same time, you you bumped into her enough, probably when you first got to down below, if you did actually have need of a meal and there she was, you're more than happy to take stuff from the Centauri because then the Centauri is serving a Narn. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so in that particular case, yeah, you do, again, when you ask around, somebody actually mentions, oh, yeah, uh, uh, Shiran is still here. And you're like, Shiran? Like, oh yeah, yeah. The the Shiran used to have the help out of that that stand that had the the Dinakrols. You remember those? It's like, oh, oh, oh yeah, the Dinakrols. I remember those. Shiran, you didn't recognize up until you actually see her. And you you know you know the name Shiran is like, oh, okay, sure. Shiran actually is working as again working in the cafeteria. Not much more than a than a food slinger, for lack of a better term. But once you see her, you recognize her. Now, you haven't addressed her yet. You haven't talked to her yet, but you still see her there. She wouldn't. She doesn't need to be wearing a hairnet because she still shaves her head. As far as you can tell, you're fairly certain she's still wearing this bauble on her wrist that at first you thought was like the last of her jewelry or whatever. But it took you uh, a good two months and some things to recognize basically a slave collar still attached to the person. And she's still wearing it. Do I think she's wearing it? for some weird sentimental value, or is she still owned by someone? Well, that's the thing. Unless somebody unlocks said slave collar, it's not coming off. So if she was owned by somebody or still is owned by somebody and on the run, it's not... Until somebody else finds a particular key or whatever, it ain't coming off. Huh. Centauri are very diligent when it comes to marking their property. How... Difficult do I think would it be to unlock that? It's a molecular lock. Let's just say it's not impossible, uh, and you could get it. Tri- well, you yourself as a uh, uh, lurker, and I know your other background, probably not. Your Pachmara, on the other hand, mm. might. Okay. All right. Um... I'll go catch. And again, the operative word is might. Might. I'll go catch catch a quick bite to eat where she's supposedly working. Again, it's it's not necessarily good food. It's pretty much generic for anybody here who's ever 
into a college dorm. Uh, <laughs> it's college dorm food would be a delight compared to this. I mean, it's not quite a full soup kitchen or anything else like that, but it is, it's decently prepared, but it is, it is very basic, very, very basic. You get essentially something that looks like grilled cheese, which probably is a fortified substance with more protein, nutritional value and things like that. But it's going to taste exactly like a grilled cheese, but not a good grilled cheese. Does that make sense? I mean, there's a yep. huge difference between saying having provolone with rye bread grilled and uh, Velveeta and white bread. Yeah. This is closer to Velveeta and white bread. Now, it's viable for almost everybody here. I mean, it's, it's anybody who's in, in the, the steerage area will, will more than likely be able to eat it. So that's what they generally have in these cafeterias. But they have various different types of uh, synthetics. In other words... It's not just, I will have the brown goo or the blue goo or the red goo. It's more of, they call it lasagna. They call it uh, brintacular. They call it uh, the chassane uh, mix. But it's essentially reconstituted proteins and vitamins. I assume okay. they do have a full range of goo options available for those who are less fussy. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, <laughs> But they will call it things based on the flavor textures of those goos. Because they're not just saying, I would like the blue goo. People probably say it. But it's probably something to the effect of, I would like a bit of the berry blast. Or, uh, you know, uh, please uh, help us out. I really would be interested in the tomato berry stew, etc. Gotcha. You know, they, <laughs> and there's a lot of cuisine right. that is basically... Uh, unearthly, which is things I could describe that they sound weird anyway. Like the deep fried tree worm, which is uh, actually not bad. I have nothing to say to that. <laughs> <laughs> I will uh, go into this restaurant and uh, sit down and order something basic then. Okay. It's not so much a restaurant, so much as a cafeteria. You go in, you grab a tray, uh, there's people behind the counter that you say, you know, okay. you point at what you want and they you know, add it to your tray, and then you move on, and then you kind of pay at the end and done. Okay. Okay. So, Ikea for the really poor. <laughs> kind of, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's basically like a cafeteria. Very simple. You know, the tray is there. Again, if you like Ikea for, I won't say the very poor, because that's not lie. Ikea is the cheapest breakfast you will ever encounter. Ever. Yeah, but people don't go there. You You get the idea. Yeah, people do go there for the food, but I get you. Yeah, exactly. Or if you are a diehard Texan, there's the Lubies, or I think there's a a few other uh, cafeteria chains that are still exist. Not so many right now with COVID, but yeah, something like that. So yeah, I'll I'll grab some basic food and uh, keep an eye out for her. I mean, I don't know if she's dishwashing or the one bringing food out to fill the space or cooking or what, but I want to see if I can spot her. You do actually spot her. She's at uh, one of the particular stations dishing out uh, a kind of dessert feature. Basically, you could try to grab for some of them, but for hygiene purposes, uh, when somebody says, I want some of that, then somebody else on the other side presses a button, door opens, they grab it, or it's applied to their tray. So she's the one doing a lot of the application. It's stuff that in some ways could have been handled by automation, but welcome to retrofuturism. So yeah, but she's not looking great. I mean, she's looking presentable. She's um, clean. She's not, no, you know, no makeup. Her outfit is probably a generic jumpsuit of all things. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, she's she's there, not smiling, not anything else. Just, here you go. All right, here you go. 
Um, well, when I come to get my dessert, I'll say, oh, I, we've met. I remember you. She looks up. Hi. She kind of looks up in almost abject horror, by the way. Um, <laughs> I'm enjoying this. <laughs> I mean, on the one level, I care about her as a person, but on the other level, she's you know, Centauri. So. Yes, you're trying to be compassionate and okay with this, but on the other part of it, it's like the, oh, you have a score to settle. Just a little yeah. one. But she looks at abject horror, it's like, uh, 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 can I can I help help you, ma'am? Oh, you don't remember me. We met briefly on Babylon Five. I'm Julie. Oh. I see. lived at the end of that hallway that had the water heater on the other side of the wall, and there was like I don't know six, eight of us in that group there. I I one of the other uh, actually it's a human next to us. She see just take five. You're holding up the line. Uh, she says, I, 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 yes, 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 of course, of course. Uh, she looks at you both in horror and what the hell did you just do? She says, I, I, I will take five. Yes, 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 sir. Absolutely. And they look at the guy on the other side of the counter and says, look, if you want to talk to Shasi, she's got five. Go talk to her over there. But pay for your food. Yeah, give me an extra dessert. Oh, there you go. There you go. Now get, get, okay, we're moving along. we got hungry people here. Um, Look behind me. Is there anyone behind me? <laughs> actually, there's a, couple, there's a couple people in line. There are, because, again, you came here for food. And it's not like this. You know, okay. Anyone who's ever been to a Golden Corral will tell you, just mm-hmm. because you're not at the dinner hour doesn't mean there's people grazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So I'll pay for the food, go back to the table, hand her the dessert for one. Okay. okay. She says, um, thank you. I think well, I remember the area you, you spoke of. She completely does not meet her eye gaze at all. She's looking down. So what are you doing here? Like everybody else, earning passage to a new colony. Colony huh. way far away. Is uh, the owner of this place your new, what do you call them, uh, no, master? He's, she's like, she actually looks up and says, say that a little louder, why don't you? <laughs> I apologize. Nope. I He's not my master. He's he's just the guy who owns this cafeteria thing for 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 steerage. I think he's ISA. Uh, he's ignoring okay. my uh, bracelet. You know, under certain circumstances, bracelets can be removed. Blinks for a second. Eyes do come up to meet yours, and again, there's still that bit of staring into it, kind of the what exactly are you asking? And there's a bit of both. Well, give me a quick uh, sense motive. 19. Okay. All right. So, yeah. Uh, she's looking at you going, there's that little bit of the, what's the price? What exactly are you asking? And what deal with the devil am I about to make? I'm not actually bunking in steerage right now. I am, believe it or not, working as an assistant to a Pacmara. And I'm in need of information. But you're in steerage, and you can hear a lot. I am looking for the source of Amber. Who's making it? Who's distributing it? Who's selling it? She looks over. Why are you looking for whatever this stuff is? Doesn't matter why. She kind of nods a little bit. I want to buy information, and I can pay a price that you want. She thinks about this for a second. 
What do you want me to do? Just ask around, keep my ears open. What are you asking? Mostly just listen. People come into restaurants, they talk. People talk in steerage. And, you know, it, amber basically looks like a sugar cube that's made out of yellow tree sap, like the amber from Earth. It, it, it's kind of a golden, solid cube. You know, if you see someone using it, you might ask where they got it. But mostly just listen. People talk. They forget who's around. You're pretty invisible. People tend to forget slaves. There's completely yes. in the in the Centauri world, you're just not even there. You're the wind or a fact of nature. Down here, nobody sees a servant. Nobody sees a person behind a counter. You're an automata. So yeah, things happen. I have a couple of friends. I have a couple of uh, people who may owe me a favor or two who I have not asked about simply because she uh, scratches her face a little bit, which causes the uh, bracelet to jangle a little bit, but you get the inference. Yeah. I need to find the source, not just the corner street dealer source. And if you can help me with that, then I can help you. She looks around a little bit. You're not in steerage, you said. No. How can I find you when I have information? Uh, I give her my you know, local address and I, uh, put a few, uh, like a, you know, pen cred stick chip on the table, use a public port. You can reach me there. Leave a message. She looks around. You're not actually going to colonize this planet, are you? I'm enjoying a cruise. Otherwise, if I was colonizing, I'd be in steerage, wouldn't I? She nods a little bit, sticking this over. I, I was just saying, I, I'm enjoying a cruise with my friends. She stops and says, all right, I'll look around. I'll ask. But she looks like, I want this god more than anything else. If you can make that happen, I will be appreciative and I will do what you ask. But I have another caveat to this. Of course you do. When we depart, after my bracelet miraculously disappears. I want a new name, and I want to go with you. <laughs> yeah, Julie kind of stretches a little bit, looks at the ceiling, <laughs> trying to figure out any other way to say something other than yes, but finally says, okay, um, fine. I guess Sorry, you, you could come... She just kind of says, you know, stretches, looks at the ceiling. She's obviously trying to figure out a way out of this caveat to say anything other than yes. And she finally says, okay, I guess, yeah, that's that's fine. The Centauri can come along with the Narn and Pac Mara. <sighs> that's I than really, where I'm going. really hope this comes to a best, better conclusion. Hey, the Pac Mara is going to be fascinated. Yeah, I know. <laughs> she says, you realize that as a Satari of, of no standing, I have three jobs available to, available to me once we get to a planet that doesn't have a lot of automation or civilization. And as a Narn, I don't have much of a homeworld left, so not sure we're even, but at least we understand each other. She looks over. I believe we can come to terms. She uh, palms the, the, the 10 credits and uh, she kind of like puts it under, under your tray as she like lifts everything else off. 
It says, I will be uh, back in three days to have lunch here. She kind of personally, yes, ma'am. Of course, I understand. I hope you enjoy your meal. Until then, I thank you for your patronage and look forward to you returning to our humble establishment. And I say just a little, a little bit loudly, I'll say, and thank you for your personal service to me. When you say that, I I find it amusing that she's having to serve a narn. You realize also in, in, uh, in perfect to just cement the situation, when you say, and thank you uh, for giving me such personal service, the guy behind the counter who was yelling at her to take five up and yells, Hey, five is up. Stop servicing that Narn and get back to work. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. I'm snickering when I walk out of there. (laughs) She is of course, just that phrase. She like, drops the tray, and runs into the back. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) That was great. I'm going to have to record this to go back over this recording soon, because that means I have somebody else that I have to build a character on. I literally just built this character off a die roll! Yeah, I'm Uh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But the scary thing is I can now see this going very well for everybody. So I'll see what I can do with that. Listen, it's the characters you make up on the spur of the moment to fill a slot that end up being the favorites. <laughs> yes! Of nature, really. And it's the one they always ask about. Yep. Not, not, not the, the, the villains or the, the, the NBCs you've designed 17 pages of dialogue, 17 pages of this. No, it's that brief one-off of the, wait, what was that? I have to follow that. By the way, you have the meal, and it is, even by your standards, kind of terrible. It's kind of like if you have eaten nothing but, to use a metaphor, Fuddruckers or Red Robins and that level of burger and fries for a long time, and then you end up not even at a McDonald's, a place that McDonald's wishes they uh, 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 could only imagine to become, you know? Just that level of... Oh, right. This is technically food. Wrong <laughs> <laughs> with McDonald's. <laughs> so, yes, now you have a contact, which I have to remember and actually write down, but it's very simple. She has a, essentially a worker stat, uh, a female centauri of, of almost no standing as a worker, uh, which, depending on how the scene goes, can become an NPC, however you want to do it. However, guess what you get to add to your character sheet? You have a contact. Oh, okay. That is technically what the contact system is. You have somebody you know that can help out in the situations. In this case, you have a a, 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 a steerage uh, contact in in the chassis and who is uh, a Centauri female. Now, she can't add her influence to any of her roles because she has none. But... (laughs) It's like, now I'm going to have to make up stats. Okay, that'll keep me entertained for a while. I'm assuming that after meeting Shasi and uh, everything else, that you will head back to your quarters. Is this correct, or do you have another plan? That is it. Okay. So while you're doing that and finishing up, Kai and Mirgrath have been released and have been, again, wandering off and 
Yes, you have mentioned, you had the conversation where, congrats, Ty, you are now part of the pod, whether you like it or not. I mean, she's not officially part of the pod, like... Like a contractor or something, I would say. (laughs) Pod by association. (laughs) To use, uh... To use 1940s gangster terms, um, you weren't wrapped up in this, but now you are. Now that business is your business, and until that business is concluded, it's you know it's on you too. Congrats, you're now part of the gig. She's uh, <laughs> already part of the gig. Let's be honest. Oh, yeah, the book thing and the drugs. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Like I, I've just shuffled her to a slightly safer side of the gig. She oh, absolutely. She knew better. <laughs> she did it anyway. So, absolutely. That, by the way, that is also just show, showcasing that you're willing to become a team player for a gaming crew, which you have no idea how rare of a trait they can, that can be. So I kind of figured so, that was the point of the exercise, but what do I know, I guess? Yeah. <laughs> I, like, yes, we're on a team. We should play together. I, I don't... Yeah. Is that not a... Oh, the number of times that I've had people who have been part of a group and a role-playing team that decided they wanted to be off in their own direction, or no matter what, they were the star, and if they weren't didn't have center stage the whole time, they would literally go out of their way to not do what everybody else was doing. So, trust me, you're doing just fine, Ty. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> Okay, but uh, after that conversation with Ty what, and waiting for Dooley, what do you guys plan to do? Well, technically Ty is in Mirgarat's custody now, so she'll just go along with whatever her new best friend wants to do. <laughs> Pray she's not interested in food. Uh, <laughs> oh, I mean, I'm eat. not going to eat Ty. <laughs> she is so alive. That's, I thought that was part of the thing. Oh, oh, were you just implying that it's horrifying to watch Pakmara eat? Uh, yeah, more the latter than the former. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so, like, I, I feel like, I feel like I wouldn't, like, unexpectedly start eating in front of someone who isn't Pakmara. That's rude. Fair I'm, enough. I, I, have, I have learned through my interactions with non-Pakmara. By the way, in my own head canon, I have decided that Pakmara eat like Nibbler from Futurama. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yes. Yeah, so what is Miograt's plan while you're waiting for Duli, or do you want to go find her, or what do you want to do? Uh, I think. Okay, so I left her the voicemail. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think I'm just going to take uh, Ty back to our headquarters and uh, actually no what I'm going to do is I'm going to uh, leave a message with my I'm going to take Ty back to our headquarters and once mm-hmm. we're there I'm going to leave a message with my diplomatic uh, attache friend basically to let them know that I, I've I've done some name dropping and that we have a new person who is assisting us in in our uh, investigation and that she's actually like, and that Ty has been really helpful in terms of like getting us higher up the chain. Okay. That'll be, uh, I'll need a quick diplomacy roll just to see how this all goes, which is fine. Okay. Let me check my diplomacy. Not great. Let's do this. 
So that's an 11. Okay. So you make your report. The Pakmara diplomat nods, understands, is a little concerned that outsiders from all over the ISA are brought in on this. The phrase, are you going to drag a, um, a Mimbari, a human, and a Drazi into this? He completely ignoring seven or eight members of the non- League of Non-Aligned Worlds who have signed on with the ISA. But the implication is, how big of an entour- of a non-Pakmara entourage are you building exactly? <laughs> kind of comes through in the statement. Listen, I mean, above the table, we're running out of PCs for me to recruit. (laughs) (laughs) Which means if we find more players, we've got all these NPCs they can play. (laughs) Uh... (laughs) Um, But uh, I I, I would say Mugrat's party line is basically that anyone who is proving sufficiently helpful in this investigation is a, a necessary resource for getting this tracked down as fast as possible. That's a, okay. The, the logic there is sound. Ty led us to someone who was dealing with a giant messenger bag full of amber, so... Kind of nods and says, I understand. We will endeavor in this case to allow your judgment as a librarian uh, much, uh, much weight in this, and we will, uh, we will bow to your wisdom. He kind of bows for a second, and then kind of mumbles under under his breath, friendship around the Vercari. I appreciate your cooperation <laughs> in this matter. I assume they're speaking Pakmara, and Ty would not have Oh, yeah. That. We're, okay, yeah. Oh, yes. Sorry, we're speaking Pakmara. <laughs> yes, right. I appreciate your cooperation in this matter. I think you will find <laughs> the results to be most pleasing. Indeed. I, again, bow to your wisdom, O oh great librarian, and understand. Let us know how we could be of assistance in this endeavor, and thank you for all you're doing for the great Pakmara people and those of the most holy. And it kind of bows a little bit. Of your trust and assistance. Which, by the way, the whole conversation for Ty's point of view is... She's a spacer. She's heard worse and stranger and longer conversations that she doesn't understand, probably. Exactly, She's probably just yeah. hanging out in the background. Staring into space, you know. Whatever people did when they didn't have cell phones. <laughs> I don't remember those times myself very well, so. <laughs> oh, them days! Oh, back then! I mean... And we had, we had to VHS record things on TV! The, uh, the 90s future doesn't have an iPhone for her to look at, so... <laughs> Man, the worst part is 90s Future also doesn't have people, like, just throwing a paperback in their bag like you actually did in the 90s. Actually, they did! One of the guys who wrote some of the stuff in the background interviewed all the actors playing the roles, and one of the things he asked them is, what do you do in your free time to relax? And whatever they said made it... Claudia Christian actually said her favorite thing to do relax is to get open a bottle of wine, which we found out later was a problem, uh, and read a book. So when you see Ivanova doing, she's sitting on her couch reading a book with a bottle of wine in front of her. Oh my god. Now that I know books exist, I, I feel like Mugrat <laughs> has to have like a giant collection of airport novels. <laughs> I have, I have, I have, I have 15 this, trashy fantasy novels. 
Yes, exactly. I'm, I'm trying to figure out if, if she's trying to figure out the physics and the socio-political reasons why people would be ripping all those bodices. <laughs> I, uh, I feel like they also really enjoy crime thrillers. Oh, <laughs> oh not just crime thrillers, bad crime thrillers. <laughs> yeah. It, what and, was and, and that, like, 90s, that 90s show that was like true crime where they had investigate... It's kind of like the the old version of twenty the the forty eight hours or whatever it's called. There was oh, one yeah, with that, like some announcer so who would say, "And now we're going to the scene of the crime." Oh, it was always like, "What was that? Is it to catch Unsolved. a killer?" I don't remember the name of it, but there were a few of them. So yeah, <laughs> things like that would probably be. Yeah, and Mirror's solution is just like, "Why didn't they just eat the body?" Crime. <laughs> 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 By the way, you also know there's probably four or five gangsters who employ, uh, uh, have several popcorn on the payroll for that specific reason, right? I mean, listen, what you do to get through college is your business. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and as another side note, I can also assume now there are some castless Mimbari since alcohol causes psychotic rages and homicidal tendencies. A, nar- a, a Mimbari shock trooper who is entirely designed to go into an area and just kill everybody who is a raving alcoholic. Because mm. that's, his, that's his stimulative choice. He downs a bottle of alcohol and goes into a blood rage and doesn't come out again until the alcohol stops. Yeah, so you have the call with the diplomat. And Ty is, of course, just like, okay, whatever. Th- though at this point, though, I can see Ty, since we did mention the books, they actually do have newspapers in that era. Yes, they do. Oh, they and use I have recycle- all the magazines that I that I bought with uh, with Dooley. Well, that's, that's true. true yes, yeah. I start reading one of the magazines. Yeah, the cosmopolitan esque magazine is fascinating and bizarre, but yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and they all have those stupid quizzes. Yeah, <laughs> are you an introvert or an extrovert in this particular situation? Do you A, B, C, or D? <laughs> And you Are can you see a Sierra has filled out all of the quizzes very enthusiastically with like detailed record keeping for their answers <laughs> and Dooley's answers. <laughs> or Mira made Dooley answer all of the Cosmo quizzes so they could compare results. <laughs> Only to find out that you're a Monica and, the, and she's a Jennifer. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, so. Ty is reading the magazines, many of which have like side scrawlings on the on the on the outsides and diagrams and all sorts of other stuff on here, as if it's a scientific paper. So, <laughs> so, but uh, do you guys just wait for Dooley to return after the call, or what do you do? Well, uh, Ty's not going to ask about the call because that would be rude, and also I think she's probably not very interested. I'm not going to lie. So, fair enough. I mean, basically, I'm just going to inform Ty of her new status and then suggest we wait for Dooley. I am going to start asking Ty all of the, the Cosmo quiz questions and filling in as well. I pretend I'm not interested in answering them, but I'm obviously enjoying in answering the questions. Ty spends a lot of time in space airports, so I'm sure she does these things. She, she probably reads <laughs> magazines all the time. All the time. She's actually probably enjoying herself right now because also it's, you know, here's another person who's taking an interest in you 
for not the same reasons that, say, Benny or uh, Connor did, but for some reason, like, on an intellectual basis. How often do you run into that? Uh, never, probably, for Ty. Let's, I mean, yeah. So now that's kind of fascinating. Again, you're doing the conversations, everything else like that. So you guys do spend some time going over this. And I'm also assuming, please correct me if I'm wrong, that uh, Miograth will take this time also to ask uh, Ty about Rikari culture. Uh, what's it like to be a space, uh, a space pilot? Uh, how is life out in the stars? That sort of thing. Oh, absolutely. I am, I am fascinated with, with Ty's everything. I am super psyched and I am like, I, I, I'm, I'm like recording our entire thing and I'm like taking pictures of the, the, like the quizzes once we have my results and Julie's results and Ty's results all like marked off on the page. (laughs) Uh, well, I have this sort of feeling you're got like a scientific paper that that, that uh, not unlike Jungian philosophy, all based off of Cosmo quizzes. <laughs> very vague yeah. answers to a lot of the more direct space questions because Ty does some fairly dubiously legal things once in a while. <laughs> I mean, I feel like we know that already. True, like, but doesn't necessarily mean she wants to tell everyone about it. Right now, about a major drug deal. <laughs> Loving this, the conversation helps the time pass very quickly. And Ty, I'm assuming, again, is having an interesting time. <laughs> and Mirgrath is all having a wonderful time. Julie, I'm assuming, after getting the contacts and stuff, you make your way back to your quarters, correct? That's what you said? Right. All right. So after a, a fair number of time and probably a couple of hours, actually probably more than a couple hours, Dulee comes back to her your cabin. You come back to find Mirgrat and Ty engaging in conversation, both of which holding uh, the, the Kazo magazines and comparing notes. We're in like full sleepover mode. I'm like one, <laughs> I'm like half an hour away from like braiding Ty's hair. And <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking. We obviously need to order in pizza. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a productive day. Sure was. How was your day? I have freed our friend from unjust confinement and answered several quizzes. I, I work here now. Right? <laughs> okay. Unjust confinement? Did someone lock you in a box? I like look at Dooley. I'm like, I'm sure you've been to jail before. I don't need to explain it to you. Ah, yes. Been there. I made a potential new contact. I bought some more drugs, so we have more samples just in case we need it. I found someone that's selling the drugs, but I don't think they're responsible for making them just the distribution. So I made a contact. That will keep her ears open and hopefully lead us to the person who's actually behind all this. There's just one small, tiny problem we'll have to take care of. Um, How good are either of you at molecular locks? (laughs) No? No. Molecular lock, (laughs) assuming, is like a thing where... The um the locking mechanism is controlled by like a specific uh synthetically designed molecule that has to be fit in. Is that am I on the right path there? 
Essentially, basically the binders themselves fuse on a molecular basis, so it's not something you could like jiggle out of or anything else like that. Basically, they clamp down, and the molecular structure undoes the sealant, essentially. So would I need knowledge chemistry for that, or would knowledge biology be okay? I'm looking it up. (laughs) (laughs) It's definitely one of those ones of the... I'm just a pilot. (laughs) No, 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 no. I'm sorry. You're a pilot in the same way that most gangsters are in construction. She's got a variety of interests. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) Also means when we actually get you guys on your own individual ship, you'll be good to go. Hell yeah. On the size, I mean, Ty specializes in, like, medium to large freighters, so if the ship is too big or, like, or, like, a small ship, you know, I don't know if it would necessarily carry over exactly as well, but we'll find out. Okay, fair enough. So, the other thing I was saying is that to pick locks is subterfuge, and this includes door locks and a few other things. Now, you said you had uh, knowledge, what again? Biology. Well, because I assume, like, with a molecular lock, you're not picking it, you're sciencing it. True. I have a decent subterfuge. Okay. What's your subterfuge? Plus seven. Plus seven. Okay. And Uh, is this one of those things that combines? Mostly they're looking here for sabotage, which includes opening a quarters electronic door lock, things like that. Uh, They don't really give a lot of... Again, these things need to be expanded for the, the fact they're putting them together like this. So, uh, does anybody have technical as a skill? I have technical. Uh, actually, I, I can I can make tests in all of those un, untrained because of my science. That is true. Okay. So, do, do, does the technical require training, or it does if you're not a scientist? Okay. So you could use technical as a difficult chance, which is the same as bypass security sealed door locks to open. Uh, so that's like a, a 20. Uh, you could use sub, uh, 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 subterfuge, which would be this sort of stuff, at a 25, which is literally the same for bypass security sealed door locks. Or if you wanted to try to chemical it open, uh, it wouldn't be knowledge biology, it would be more knowledge chemistry. But you could also use technical electronic to see if you could do that too. Oh, sorry, a Technical engineering. Okay, so I've got I, I I can do either the technical or the chemistry with just a a flat plus three. So I think we're better mm-hmm. off using subterfuge. If you want to use the technical as an assist, that also may be more viable. Oh yes, that that I that would be okay. I think that's probably our best avenue. Because if nothing else, I think that Dooley would know from the subterfuge how to actually pick the lock, but to get the actual right signature, essentially, would be using uh, Mirgrat's techniques. Does that make sense for everybody? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Unless, unless, you think, unless there's tie like, oh, wait, a plus I'm just reading the magazines. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're over here discussing, you know. <laughs> Lock mechanisms down to a molecular level, and by the way, does does Ty have any subterfuge? I have to know. Uh, yes, but not very high because she's not a spy. I gave her like a lot of points in like trading and piloting type things, and mm-hmm. anything that might make it easier for her to get away with lying about something. So like diplomacy and that stuff. But okay, she's so she doesn't words, specialize. 
per se. So in other words, besides being uh, a good pilot, if there's anything these guys needed, say, while they were doing merchants or operating with merchants, you would be at the definite point point of contact. Sure. Of like, if they need to make a drug deal and like not and <laughs> like not make it obvious that they're making a drug deal, I could probably handle that. But okay. picking locks, no. Like hacking into a computer, probably not. Okay. So in either case, you would have to go uh, back and find her or get her to come up here for that to happen. So you made a contact. They told you about the other day and that, in fact, uh, Ty is, in fact, a Monica. There are people young enough to not understand what that means now. Uh, <laughs> Friends was on Netflix for a long time. That's true. Now it's on Now it's on a oh. Peacock. Oh, my God. That's Friends. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought, like, this was... Never mind. <laughs> I've never seen that show either. <laughs> I watch a lot of sitcoms. I watched a few episodes of it because I used to sneak into my aunt's room to watch it with her. <laughs> oh, my God, that's funny. <laughs> All right. All right. And it's perfect for this because it's a 90s show and we're dealing with 90s retrofuturism, so let's run with that. Yeah. Uh uh, also in the 90s retrofuturism, because Power Rangers is still going on, it is not un- out, of, out of the question that there is some form of Power Rangers actually still on broadcast you know, on Earth in 20, uh, 2263. Uh, j- just as the members of War have been known to trade out members because they consider themselves an art collective. Which is why I'm still of the opinion that either in a post-apocalyptic setting or in something like Babylon 5, Guar is still touring. <laughs> yeah, I could believe that. I mean, the Beach Boys <laughs> are still touring, so why not? <laughs> <laughs> Scary thing is I can see the Beach Boys doing a set over in Babylon 5 just because. Yep. Yep, I can picture that. <laughs> <laughs> so, after telling everybody about your endeavors, and catching everybody up. At this point now, again, you're... you're I'm, I'm, if I need to step in and be active, I will. But I want to double-check. What is your plan now? Now that you've got a contact, now that you've gotten Ty out of jail, Ty has a couple of contacts that have been at least activated. What's your next plan? So, I think for me, I'm... Go- I, I think my, my next plan is going to... Now that we're back in our headquarters... I want to start, like, doing some actual scientific analysis on some samples of amber and, like, okay. like with reagents or scanners or whatever. Okay. I was going to say that would help because if we can determine that the samples we have are chemically all the same, then we know they're coming from the same source. Because when people are making things, certain variations occur. Oh yes, so yeah, I'm gonna start with that. I'm gonna, I, I'd like to like gather all of our various like samples that we've collected together and and just test them to see if they're all coming. That can be done. You don't have a lot of samples, but you do have some, which is good. I mean, you've only got the uh, three cubes that Ty has, and secretly. you have secretly, yes, true. Which again, that is up to you to offer whether or not you still have them. Though you did tell them. And show them you did have one cube previously. So if you want to only show them the one or say it was gone, you're welcome to do so. I give them one and then tell them that I want it back. Got it. So I have the, 
one from previous and then the new ones that I just bought, which technically I think should be the same as ties, but not sure. You won't know until you find out. So, yeah. okay. So we'll take a little time to run the tests. You got scanners. Now, it's not so much bottles and reagents, so you look like, you know, a Jekyll and Hyde set. But definitely, um, I could see, you know, uh, <laughs> Neograd has, oh, I have to analyze something? Just a moment. Pulls out this case that she picks it up. Oh, sorry, they pick it up, open it up, legs come down, it folds, unfolds, 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 cabinets emerge, other cabinets emerge, all these sensor emerges, and you have this, like, fold box full of desk. It's Mary Poppins' bag. <laughs> <laughs> There's a scene from a, a bizarre movie called Brain Donors that comes to mind. If you get it, uh, uh, so basically, Mirgart wants to do this, that's fine, I'm going to need a knowledge, ooh, knowledge biology, and investigate. Yes! All right. So I'll start with the knowledge biology. Okay. Okay, 17. Nice. Not. On a, okay, great bonus. Roll the four. So it's not your best day. But even my best, even not my best day is still pretty good. Yes, exactly. And now the investigate. There you go. Twenty six. Not bad. All right. So the chemical structures of this is kind of avoiding you. Some of that has to do with the fact that some of these chemical structures don't make sense. A lot of the bonding patterns don't make the same sense that you would find for normal things that come together, particularly in what is essentially a suspended liquid form. It's kind of a gel that's act like, that feels almost like a glass, which, by the way, glass is technically a liquid. Uh, yeah. It's just moving very, very slowly. Oh, uh, it's an amorphous solid. Mm -hmm. It's not unlike that in some regards, but it's also behaving as an organic structure, operating as a crystalline structure, while at the same time as a gelatinous structure. None of this makes any sense whatsoever. I mean, this is not quite the thing that should not be, but at the same time, whoever thought this up was either, to quote Ghostbusters, a certified genius or a pathetic wacko. All right, so I have to ask, does Margaret, like... I imagine this intrigues her, and she's actually happy, like someone who's solving a very big crossword puzzle type of thing. Do you, like, hum to yourself or mutter, or uh, what's your response? I think I think throughout this entire process, I'm just kind of, like, humming vaguely to myself, which sounds a little bit like a garbage disposal, because uh, of, <laughs> cause of throat plates. Um <laughs> <laughs> Like, <laughs> very cheerful, pleased garbage disposal. <laughs> <laughs> so somewhere between a garbage disposal with issues and a fluffy, hum uh, fluffy humming buddy. Yep. Uh, <laughs> okay. So yeah, so the structure doesn't make a lot of sense to you. So this is either, this is, you know, uh, beautifully crazy, for lack of a better term. Your investigations, however, could tell you that while these are definitely, they definitely have certain impurities that indicate they do not come from the same batch, this core structure of this chemical is absolute. There's no change in it whatsoever. Give me another investigate, but couple it. Do you have knowledge history? I 
don't. I have knowledge of various cultures. Okay. Um, I have uh, human culture, Narn culture, Centauri culture, and Minbari culture. Okay. No, it wouldn't be anything in that I regard. Uh, but yeah. The, oh, and I have Pacmara culture. Okay. Oh, yes. Give me another investigate as well, like I said. Okay. 22. 22. Okay, not as good as the first one, but you're noticing uh, using some of the familiarity bonuses here and some of the modifiers that I'm looking up here. Basically, what you've come to realize is that the structure itself isn't looking like anything that has been come up with by human hands, Mimbari hands, Narn hands, Pakmara hands, or what was the other one you had for culture? Centauri. Centauri. None of this is like that at all. In fact, there's only, as far as you can tell, only be three even legends of who might work with this kind of structure at all. Most of which are things that, again, disappeared into society or into the universe eons ago. Though, there is legends that technomages would be able to produce such a substance. Since they use a lot of technology to simulate magic, this sort of substance as an, as an ecstaticant in the same way they use peyote or uh, LSD for certain rituals would not be outside of their scope. That's hypothesis more than anything else. Uh, that's not even a working theory. That's just, you know, a supposition. The other creatures that you could see... Now, there was a substance on the edge of Pakmara space on this, for lack of a better word, dead world that IPX has been wanting to go into for at least four years, ever since they heard about it, uh, to go dig up the remnants of some ancient society that is rumored to have come from that planet. Uh, There are a few minerals that were mined from that that kind of resemble the amber structure. Again, gelatinous Car- organic and crystalline at the same time. Now, on that planet, it wasn't like, hi, we just mined a bunch of amber and, and we're selling it as a narcotic. It was actually a substance used in building. Oh. Uh, but it's almost as if it was a, what's the word I'm putting for it? The term that your people come up for is rock nurturer. Oh, um, used to grow organic structure. Mm hmm. So it was like a catalyst. Yes. But, again, the planet that used this, your your species has no idea how to utilize it. None whatsoever. Because it would take, as far as you guys could figure out, a couple of, you know, centuries for it to develop into something. You still have no idea what. But at the speed that it would go would be a couple centuries before it developed a house or a tree or who knows what. But whatever it would be would be similar to this rock crystalline structure. So the rock nurturer would is a similar sort of compound. But again, as far as anyone can tell, this is from a, a left from a society on the edge of Pakmara space that died out a long time ago. And when I mean died out, it's not just the, oh, you know, they, they, they vanish or anything else like that. It's more of that planet wasn't even deemed habitable 
Malak Prime is the only planet in Pachmara space that is technically habitable. And it's habitable asterisk only by Pachmara. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, there is that. But by normal human standards or even methane breathers, there's not enough atmosphere for anything there. The, the only reason there was even stuff there was, again, it was on the edge of space. People thought it was, you know, a good thing to mine. But at the same time, there's enough evidence of civilization at some point to not let it just be a minefield. You know what I mean? So I think what I, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to prepare a records request uh, to send mm-hmm. to the library for okay. I, I want any information about the planet, the civilization, the mining operation that discovered the substance that is similar to amber, and any scientific information we have on this this rock. Number. Okay. Um, Our. And I assume since we're in hyperspace, it'll take me a while. It'll take a while for that request to go through and, and get anything back from it. Um, oh, absolutely. You're talking a couple of days at minimum. But I, I want to get that off right away. And then, oh, God, I'm sorry. I'm blanking. Um, <laughs> it's okay. Oh, yeah. And uh, the other thing was, so I guess we should also start looking for techno. Looking for what? Techno made. Okay. Are all the Technomages gone? By this point, the only thing everybody knows about Technomages is that, yeah, sometime about four or five years ago, a whole group of them met at Babylon 5 and said, well, goodbye, and left for parts beyond. But, Kai, as someone who survived the Shadow War up close, <laughs> um, which, by the way, I was rewatching season three, yes, uh, shadow vessels attacked Mercari space a lot, but as somebody who survived the war, you could you yourself know that just because somebody said they went beyond the rim doesn't necessarily mean they're all gone. That's true. Or left evidence of themselves as they passed. Uh, can I interrupt here? Um, can we take a break? Oh, uh, I think we'll pause for station identification and and fluid transfer. We uh, established that, yes, this amber substance looks like it shares a commonality with a unknown material from a dead world in the edge of Pachmara space, but it also may be uh, linked to some sort of techno-mage technology. Now, again, even the Pachmara with what you know, sending out the librarians and everything like that don't have a lot to go on with what might be considered first one tech, so there's no way to compare it against that. All they have is the remnants of various other things. And like I said, the finding the rock nurturer was by of anything else uh, just sheer chance. Now that you found that out and, and there was this discussion of, well, how do we find a techno-mage? That's where we left off. Maybe yeah, think- that ranger we met? Ooh, good point. Why not? Did sure. Info? Uh, the uh, uh, Bimbari ranger? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, he said he was just keeping an eye out, but, um, the person he wanted to talk to <clears throat> was Ty, who was being very tight-lipped, until he mentioned, nice tattoo. You guys want to try to go hunt him down? I mean, Ty worked for us now. I look very, very dubious that this is likely, but I do work for you now, so if you want me to track down him in Bari Ranger and ask him about techno mages, sure. 
I would love. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> you realize you basically were in the middle of Boston, and somebody said, "Well, I work for you guys now, so if you want me to." hunt down the Irish mob to ask them if they have all their frosted lucky charms, I guess I have to. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Go crazy. See if they found a leprechaun. So, okay, so you're going to try to go find that Mimbari ranger that was on the vessel. Are you going to do this as a group, or are you just going to send Ty to go find him? I think I'm going to, like, I, I don't know what Dooley's decision is going to be, but I'm probably going to stay here just because like, I have some self-awareness that I'm not, like, the most the most person someone would want to strike up a conversation with casually. The hmm. most approachable. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, while she was doing her chemistry thing, mm-hmm. I would have been writing another report. I need to send that. Okay. So I'll pull out my carefully hidden diplomatic pass that I have stowed in the, the messenger bag of clean clothes that I bought before we came on and uh, grab some actual coins or money or, you know, not or generic cred sticks, something that won't necessarily trace back to me. I can go with you, Ty, and just in case you feel the need to throw a coffee again or a job <laughs> again. Sure. I'm looking for a ranger to ask him about techno gauges, so why not? <laughs> Please note that I don't have the diplomatic influence to save your skin again if you happen to assault a ranger. Yeah, I I get it. I don't think you'll need to worry about that if I happen to assault a ranger. However, unless the ranger also used to work with my ex and points a gun at me, I don't think you need to worry about it. (laughs) Also, if the ranger is any decent as his job, she shouldn't be able to assault him. Also that. (laughs) I wasn't going to mention that, though. Thank you. Pointing out all the options. All right. Off we go. (laughs) Okay. So Mirgrat is going to stay and do some more chemical research, write up reports, uh, try to figure out what's what and then everything else. While, again, while Dooley has to, you know, drop off uh, uh, her findings, as she said she was making a report, probably like, yeah, all of maybe 10 minutes at the, the, the broadcast place for the usual creds. Uh, and if you want to get localized currency, again, I double checked and Babylon 5 has only mentioned two forms of currency ever. One was credits, the other was Centauri ducats. So I get to make up whatever the hell I want. I mean, cruise ships usually have like special money that you can use on the cruise ship for things like drinks. So exactly. So if we just want to, if we just want to say that the, these localized things that just happen to be called tokens, that's fine. By the way, because I've been listening to Hitchhikers, I suspect the uh, localized Narn currency are not unlike popple beads. So they're actually beads of currency rather than coins. In that case, yes, if you want to use the Narn currency, yeah, uh, I will allow and say, yeah, sure. While everything is usually done, uh, you know, through credit shits and everything else like that, if you want non-traceable stuff, tokens, localized stuff for the trip itself is viable, which then they could use to either buy food or drinks or spend in the casino, which would then be trade up. Yeah, why didn't I think of that already? What do I, what do casinos have? <laughs> casinos have um, chips. Nowadays, don't they have cards? Oh, yeah, chips. So you could, I can use chips. Yes. So you can go to the casino, take a certain amount of credits out, have it exchanged for chips, and that you could get to anybody, they would either then bring to the casino to redeem or Use it as a straight bet. 
Yeah, because can't you use that as like to buy drinks and stuff too? Oh, mm-hmm. absolutely. When you go to a casino, so yeah, it's probably like an acceptable form of money on this ship only. So it's I don't know. Uh, when you're in the casino, it is a legal form of tender within the confines of the building. Okay, yeah, you can tell I've been to lots of casinos, eh? <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I've been to I've been to plenty. I will educate you all. Uh, but yeah, so you can get that trade out for casino chips, no problem. And basically, all within the confines of uh, the ship, it is considered legal tender. Um, and yeah, if you can get it transferred to your chip, your, your credit shit, or you can have it ex- in exchange for something else, no problem. Okay. Uh, thank you, people, to help me brainstorm that little problem. Mm-hmm. Me for a while. <laughs> yeah, you get the you, you go to deposit uh, a casino, do some trade outs. Uh, while that's happening, Ty, give me a gather information check. Uh, let's see. I don't have that. With that, okay. is that a special thing? No, I mean like it's not in the list. Oh, okay. Let me see. Uh, of course, they did they change it into something. Oh, sorry, it's um, intrigue. I believe it is. Yes. Yes. Okay. And intrigue. Yep. Gather information. So give me an intrigue check. Got it. Okay. 27. Now, granted, you rolled a 19. Bravo. (laughs) So, (laughs) you now all realize, granted, lucky roll everything. Ty knows how to find somebody, or at least ask the right questions. So, Mm -hmm. at a casino... Ty is like, all right, well, who do we talk to? Well, talk to these people here, okay? You know, a couple, you know, a couple of chips here, a couple of good bets here on, you know, things like that. And within 20 minutes, somebody says, oh, you're looking for that, uh, that Mimbari Ranger? You know, of course, you know, people chuckle, oh, only one Mimbari Ranger? Oh, I thought they all were Rangers nowadays. Ha, 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 laugh, laugh. Yes, there was a Mimbari Ranger who's been wandering around the ship doing as everyone calls it, rangery things. Sounds um, right. <laughs> let's see now. Let's. Where was he? Generalized skulking. Ranger stuff. <laughs> His name is Aparo. He can normally be found wandering. Nobody actually knows where the guy actually keeps his quarters, or few people actually seen him eat. But he tends to walk the main shaft a lot. And it looks like he's looking. Actually... Somebody put it, it doesn't look like he's looking, but you ever seen, uh, somebody, you ever seen them vids of the, the old American West where there's the guy with the jangly boots walking down the sidewalk, you know, uh, thumbs in his belt and looking not like he owns the place, but he's, you know, guarding everything. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. This guy could not look more like that. Than the guards do. So easy to find. Got it. it relatively easy to find. Whichever one of people point out, a little strange for a ranger, but meh. Yeah, but they bring in all types nowadays. Um, when you say that, everyone kind of goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like they all been there. They all seen it. But <laughs> they said, yeah. Somebody says, eh, about this time, he's probably either. Somebody goes, if I, if, if last time I saw him, he was a. Uh, Near some of the salon deck, doing just the rounds. I don't think anybody like salon. Like he gets his hair done. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he gets his bones done. Oh, that'd be cool. 
He's uh, probably over there somewhere. But uh, how do you get his attention? Uh, do something stupid. He comes a-running. Oh, you know that guy. Anyway, and they immediately salon, throw some dice. Manicure, though. Yeah, you get, you, get, you get a manicure in the salon, not a haircut. Oh, thank you. My apologies. <laughs> Can you tell I've never been to a salon? I have no clue. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, you can get a haircut in a salon, but I just assume if he's a Minbari, he's gonna he's gonna be getting like a, a manicure. Yeah. yeah, the closest I've ever seen to any of that, besides they talk about that they don't actually wash their you know wash they kind of cleanse themselves every day. But there was a, a bit cut out proving that uh, Bill Mummy is a lot better with improv than anyone gives him credit for. Where there's a point where he is face to face with another Minbari, and they're asking a dramatic scene, and it says. The one person says, so you may ask your questions, but you may not like the answer. So you hear somebody yell, and cut. And Bill Mummy says, who does your bone? It looks so nice. The guy goes, same guy, same guy, just doing something different. Uh, <laughs> this is also the same one when they said, now, Lanier, come up, tell me of Homeworld. I've been away far too long. They walk out of frame. You hear, Beatlemania is back. Uh... <laughs> So, yeah, so he just seems to be not so much he's, you know, going to the salon or going to anything else. He's just seems to be wandering around. And so, yes, so you could probably find him around the main corridor. The main corridor is technically also where the tram system is. So he's not exactly walking up and down the the, the train tracks so much as he's using the main corridor to wander the inner parts of the vessel and then kind of radiates out from there. Is this like a subway system type setup where they're like separate stations or? Basically, yes. Okay. Not to get way too complicated, but uh, rather than Babylon 5, way they do the trams in the subway, uh, the way they do it in uh, a Crusade is a little bit closer, but you get the idea. Yes. All right. Well, I guess I go and find Dooley so we can <laughs> wander the subway looking for this guy and ask him about <laughs> space wizards. <laughs> now see when you put it like that you make us sound totally completely crazy <laughs> yeah obviously I don't think this is the most ridiculous idea I've ever heard in my life at all alright what'd you say Becca I couldn't hear you I was gonna say when you're asking him about space wizards you have to mention that you're honorary Pacmara you'll sound <laughs> so much more crazy Oh, there we go. Yeah. And we're working with the Pacmara. Sure you are. (laughs) (laughs) Go to bed, old man. Um... All right. So, you know, we we go to the first station. And just just because I feel a little bit bad about leaving our friend at home, every station we go at, I'm going to get her something like a new magazine or a bodice ripper or, you know, a fidget toy or something. Because I'm sorry we had to leave you at home, but sometimes we need to be able to ask people questions without them being four feet away. <laughs> How, also, this idea that you're going to save the fact that there probably is a uh, Talmarie Celestia snow globe available at a gift shop. That's going to be your like parting gift when the whole adventure is over. <laughs> Uh, by the way, also in true cinematics, I can see 
uh, Julie going, okay, I've got to transmit this and can change over at this casino. And while the casino, you know, the Ty goes, uh, let me go to ask a couple of questions. Literally five minutes of the, okay, let me get this. All right, let me get that. Okay, I need a stack of about 200. Uh, how, how many credits are you going to get? Like 200 credits or something like that? Singles? Yeah, probably. Okay, don't forget to write that down. He's like, okay, yeah, give me 200 credits. By the time you get the credits, sorry, the chips, <laughs> in while, you know, Ty comes back. Okay, found the guy. Let's go. <laughs> what? <laughs> Sounds right. <laughs> well, he isn't found, but, you know, we've yeah. corralled him into one area. Also, Ty would definitely just say, oh, yeah, we're going to go get our nails done. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> which is even funnier, because I'm not even sure if Narns have fingernails, which would be even, that would just be damn funny. <laughs> Their fingernails uh, are sometimes yeah, used as weapons, according oh, to that's the, right, yes. the books. So they're probably, for her, slightly sharpened, because, you know, she was in, in the brown sector. So, like, you know, uh, uh, people do when they're doing vampire cosplay, they'll, yeah. they'll sharpen them to a point. <laughs> like like the, yeah. Hi, let's go get our nails done. Excuse me? Cut the picture. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look of total confusion. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't take long. Once you start asking a couple of questions as the, hey, has anyone seen the Mimbari Ranger? Usually the first question they ask is uh, either, oh, are you in trouble? And no. Or B, why are you looking for that idiot? None of their business. <laughs> <laughs> it's a personal thing, but not that kind of personal thing. Yeah. After, like, talking to a couple people really quick, you actually do find him. Now, he has actually progressed to one of the outer hull reaches back where they have the central one of the central windows where, again, there was the shops, there's the restaurants, and they keep a, a part of the floor open so you can see open space. What they also don't tell you is the part of the ceiling also looks like it's uh, open space, but those are projected uh, screens more than anything else. Uh, so you get that whole feeling of shopping in the Celestia, uh, etc. But he is, again, he's, well, when you see him, he seems to be walking, not necessarily with a purpose, meandering, I guess you could say, but he is also walking. He might as well have his hands behind his back, six shooters at his side, uh, but he also right. carries himself like a warrior. Definitely. So I turn to Ty and I say, um, 10 credits, he spots us within 25 steps. Um, you know, we're here, you don't really bet, but I'll take you up on that. Actually, <laughs> why don't we just stand here and wait for him to walk over to us? Okay, within his 25 steps. All right. Okay. So we stand there and just look at him. Okay. Because, you know, we're both such subtle people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he did specifically, like, go over to interrupt Ty in the middle of eating dinner and talk to her, so that she's is pretty true. sure he'll notice her. By the way, I did do a, a, a spot check on this, Roland, so this is oddly apropos. Enjoy. As you two stand basically on the, the hallway, for lack of a better term, you know, the, I don't even know what they call the corridor where everyone's doing shopping like that. And it's very obviously that he's going to run right into you eventually because he is taking his time to look around and keep an eye on everything. And you're like looking and going, eventually you start, and one of you starts counting. I don't know which one, but one of you starts counting 30, 29, 28, 
25. Still hasn't noticed. Pay up. Uh, <laughs> it's me. Yep. <laughs> 24. 23. He's pretending not to notice. 22. 21. Should we trip 20 him? paces. What was the question? Should we trip him? Remember when <laughs> no, I said... No, no, no. That was rude. <laughs> okay. We, we want him to talk to us and not be angry. <laughs> that was a joke. Oh. <laughs> I know you're not joke. used to it. With, I am with your, uh, sorry. I did not your recognize buddy, but... it. So, 28. Sorry, sorry. 18. 17. 16. 15 paces away. It was looking a little confused and worried. (laughs) Maybe he isn't a ranger. 13, 12, 11, 10 paces away. Has he even looked at us? As far as you can tell, no. You haven't moved? He's just looking around? This is very strange. I, like, (laughs) wave my hand at him. (laughs) <laughs> are you deliberately going to try to get his attention or is this a hi how you yes. doing wave I'm both <laughs> it's kind of both okay like the oh, over here over here over here and uh, if you just wave and not like shout anything like, he gets within five paces and when you do the over here over here he goes what and you are almost certain that when he looks up at you he almost runs into a pole I don't think he's a ranger. I don't think he's a ranger. <laughs> Where's like, Spookily care of everything. He bought those at his thrift store. <laughs> what was that? He bought those robes at his thrift store. <laughs> Maybe. It's actually just doing ranger cosplay. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> All right, so yeah, she waves, and I kind of give a little wave, and he almost walks into a pole. Yeah, he blinks, and he almost walks into the pole. Stops kind of abruptly, rolls back on his heels a little bit, looks over, and then again, just comes over. Yes. Oh, he looks over over a tie. Ah, hello again. Hello oh, again. I see that he looks over your hand. Oh, I see that has uh, developed very well. Your artist is much uh, uh, much crafted and skilled in the arts of, well, putting notes on skin. How can yes, you? Yes, know, it's a specialty of his. Kind of nods a little bit. Indeed. So, how can I help you, fine ladies, today? You're going to laugh. Lean forward <laughs> a little bit. Go on, Ty. But we're looking for Technomages. Are you seeing a Technomage recently? By the way, you have just walked up to a Texas sheriff and said, Hi, we're looking for aliens from Rigel 7. Have you seen any recently? (laughs) Yes. My expression shows that I clearly know exactly what this sounds like. (laughs) And he just kind of stops, looks around... Technomages, you say? All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm uh, pretty sure there's one on the ship. I like stare at Dooley <laughs> like that is not something that any of us are sure about. We're <laughs> sure about it. How else can you make drugs the way that uh, Miragarat explained? 
Ty doesn't think Do about these things. Say that out loud. No, no. she didn't say that. No. <laughs> I'm just so looking said- back at. I'm looking back at 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 Ty like. What? Of course, this is the way it is. <laughs> this is like a buddy cop thing where they don't actually say things, just stare at each other. <laughs> yeah. By the way, that has now become this show in a weird way. It is this triumvirate of buddy cop. <laughs> I, I don't know if there's a term for that, because buddy cop's usually two people, not three. So but he looks like back at only... them expectantly. He is, number one... It is so bizarre to see a, a warrior cast Mimbari Ranger arch an eyebrow in utter confusion. You believe there are Technomages aboard? Or a Technomage? Of course. And your reason for this belief is? Good oh, question. It's a really long story. He kind of nods. Motions over to uh, a small cafe sort of area. It's kind of closer to a food court than a cafe, but there are chairs, most of which are uh, magnavolted to the floor so that they'll move and slide a little bit, but they won't actually float away if there's a problem with gravity. He takes a couple steps, sits down, and says, I seem to have time. Before we follow him, though, before Mm -hmm. he takes the steps, I'm going to kind of lean into him and say, are you a real ranger? <laughs> Again, kind of stops, turns, look at you a little bit. That same strange eyebrow going up of the. I'm sorry, what again? Uh, <laughs> are you actually asking a person dressed as such, bearing the sacred jewel and marker of the Rangers? Bearing this, he kind of taps his, his bone a little bit. And it should be noted that the difference between warrior caste and religious caste is very evident by how they carry their bone. Warrior castes tend to have a lot more spikes yeah. and more aggressive imagery in their bone, whereas religious castes tend to be more rounded. He kind of taps a couple of the spikes on his bone and he says, are you asking somebody in this, wearing this, with these, if they're a ranger? Okay. Totally a real ranger. <laughs> but, okay. I just want to make sure before we tell him anything. You're the one who's telling people things. Maybe I should do the talking. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I just kind of like shrug. <laughs> this is a buddy cop thing going on. We, we, <laughs> Fine. So you do the talking. Thanks. He sits Thanks. down, kind of uh, throws out his robe a little bit because again, that has a little bit of a drape to it. He kind of throws it up, pops his back a little bit as he sits. He doesn't quite put his feet up on the table, but you know he wants to. He has that kind of posture of if he could, he would. Uh, but he then stands very straight, to, you know, motions to the two other chairs and says, "We seem to have time. Please." Tell me what you're looking for in detail. Uh, we're looking for a Technomage. All and right. By the way, Dooley still looks very skeptical. Okay. But she's going to let Ty talk. So you're looking for a Technomage. And I'm yeah, assuming you know, that like you have... from TV. Of course. We've had knowledge of Technomages for quite some time. The Centauri talk about them for uh, many, many years. 
though there are few in Nimbari society, but the operative word is few. With that mm-hmm. said, however, according to any reports that I have, according to many reports they've advertised, any techno-mages that are supposed to be left in the galaxy have long since left to wherever. Yep, that's what I saw on the news. You know, about not five all or six years ago. Mm, about six, not about six years. And you think that they're not all gone? I didn't say that. I did. She did. Why would you hold such a belief other than blank fanaticism? I'm not a fanatic. That's not a word anybody's ever used from me before. Logic tells me that there has to be a technomage. Uh, Explain the logic, please. Hi. You. You want to do the talking. This is talking. You're the one who started talking. Explain. How far back should I go? It's up to you, my friend. All right, so we're on the ship. We're tracking drugs that aren't yet illegal yet, but very damaging to multiple societies. And as such, we have a Pogmara friend who's working with us. And she did a chemical analysis and determined that the structure of the drug is extremely complex to the point where your average person wouldn't be able to do it. But someone like a technomage could find it a lot easier to do. And as such, the logical conclusion, the short path between those two points is that there must be a technomage making the drug. I have been tasked with finding the source of the drug. Yes, it's in there. It's not understood. Although you may be avoiding the question. Somebody may be using technomage technology in some form or another to create such a substance. Or they're not making drugs on this ship at all and they just imported a whole bunch of them in shipping containers. Not that I would know anything about that. (laughs) <laughs> he actually taps his nose and points to Ty. I believe, to use the human term, this one has it. True, but that's expensive. That's a lot more expensive than just transporting a few pieces of equipment. Quite possible. You need to make a profit. That's why you're selling the drug. Ships have limited cargo space. Not this that limited. Also very true. We ourselves have cargo space that has been loaded up for colonization. It's possible that there's plenty of space that has been allocated for the technology referred to or to a large substance crater or two full of said substance. He seems to use the word substance because he can't think of any other word to come with it. Well, not that Uh, I know anything about uh, shipping containers or the things you can hide in them, but it is... Much easier to hide a large number of very small things of mysterious nature than it is several very mysterious, very obvious items. Absolutely. Understood. And from what I've come to understand, yes, most drug sales would be, or transport would be in smaller, more concealable systems. Most people doing dust only come with so much as a briefcase rather than a tanker truck. Not that I know anything uh, about that. <laughs> he kind of waves out, of course you don't. This is something they teach you so, when looking for things in ranger schools. Mm-hmm. Of which you've most certainly attended, yes? Both of us, no doubt. Um. So can Techno Mage... Equipment be scanned for? 
anything that is being scanned has to be identifiable. If it's not identifiable, which technomages specifically use technology that is far beyond in usual capacity to create the illusion of magic, if you don't know what you're looking for, how would you find it? I was just kind of hoping they had some sort of general signature. They are a strange and unusual lot, as far as I know. Can't say I've had many experiences with them. There's been rumors and stories, like anything else. We have to get half of ours from the Centauri, but again, there's been rumors, legends, here and there. Actually, there's been, he looks over, actually there's been a fair number of Rikari Technomages, from what I'm told. But there was a whole TV show about them when I was a kid. I wouldn't be at all surprised. Good legends and fodder in the making, as it were. Oh, no, it was like a magic show. (laughs) (laughs) It's very clear that I 100% don't believe there's a Technomage on the station or even, like, left in the galaxy, and I'm just, like, letting Dooley just talk about it because there's no way to stop her. (laughs) By the way, allow me to translate for those who are not in the know. This is the conversation as it stands. Hi, we're looking for ninjas. Really? (laughs) Ninjas? Uh, Yes, we believe several ninjas are on board because we've seen ninja paraphernalia, like like throwing stars. Oh, well, that's interesting. And, oh, yes, I believe my Bercari were once ninjas, too. Oh, when I was a kid, I saw there were all these great ninjas that I used to know. Really? Yes, most of them were turtles. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) That's literally it, yeah. (laughs) 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 <laughs> oh my god alright didn't quite think of it that way but it's a little out of practice <laughs> I think she's been in brown sector too long she probably doesn't watch Bakari TV from when Ty was a child so <laughs> not at all <laughs> yeah so as well I can investigate. I can take a look. I'm definitely interested if there is, as you say, some sort of narcotic situation going on. That would definitely get my interest. If you are looking for help, I think I might be able to assist. And I think it is my duty to assist in some ways as well. Oh, good. That's what we need. (laughs) I don't think the Pac Marad can get away with hiring a ranger, though. We don't take. Do money. Rangers get paid? Kinda, in the same way that most Mbaris get paid. It's considered uh-huh. a calling. It's considered, and people, you know, again, they're ne- they're never going to go hungry, and they're never going to go, you know, no, they're never going to want for anything. But they're also trained not to want that much. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, for lack of a better term, uh, in the military, at some point you used to be able to get, you know, didn't matter what you were paid because. You know, your rent, your, your rent was paid, your board was paid, you weren't going to starve to death, and you may have a couple bucks in your pocket for random things. That's about yeah, it. Yeah, it's like five stuff. Unless okay. they change things in the last two years. Uh, they uh-huh. increase the cost of medical care. So, so... he says, uh, you don't need to be hired. One thing you may not know about me, and one of the reasons I am wandering about these halls, is that I have been assigned to the new colony as, to use a human term, I am to be a sheriff of sorts. And I feel, <laughs> in this situation, it is important to 
practice my craft, particularly for an ISA situation. And if these people are coming to deliver or store or manufacture narcotics, even if they are not technically illegal yet, I believe it is my duty to investigate these things. Would you not agree? No comment. Presume to know the duties of a stranger. He looks over and nods, you are wise. He still doesn't quite believe he's a ranger. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. Okay, after the bit with the poll, which, by the way, I rolled a three. Uh, (laughs) Mm, Hilarious. (laughs) He says, well, very well. He looks over. I believe we have each other's information as you and I and others were on that strange incident that happened on the the, uh, shuttlecraft. He was there. Yeah. What happened there? Do you know? I've done some investigations. Some people believe that it's a uh, strange space-time continuum blip. Some people believe it was a psychotic episode brought on by a rogue telepath. Other people believe that it was a uh, remnant of some shadow technology that allowed horrible things to happen and that we will, again, sometime in the future, all grow six limbs and become dusky until eventually we ourselves take over a new planet the way they took over Zaha Doom. Mm. People are there inventive. Are some, there are some weird telepaths on the ship. Quite possibly. I do not know them all. I've actually been keeping an eye out because I've been told, well, I suspect if there is a new colony opening up far, far away from Earth, a better place to put a couple of rogue telepaths who are trying to avoid the Psychor. Not my problem. How do you know they're rogue? Humans have rogue telepaths. They are the only group that have rogue telepaths. Maybe the Psychor is sending them there. Possibly, but usually Psychor would indicate badge, rank, all the officiants in the same way as a Psychop, or most sci- most telepaths have to be indicated through gloves, badge. We have uh, telepaths on board. DM, question. Those two people I suspect are telepaths. Were they wearing anything to indicate they were telepaths? Nope. So... What's the danger in a rogue telepath going to a planet? He looks over to the ISA. None, as long as the telepath isn't doing anything illegal, immoral, or violating. Um, Okay. But to the humans, they have to keep them constrained. You know how humans can be, particularly when around something strange and unusual. So in this particular case, I suspect... Those who do not wish to take, as they call it, the the choice of three, new option that might be able to help them be without the constraint of the Psychor. Mm. Yeah, well, that's very nice for them. I have one more question for you. Since we're all friends now, apparently, I like kind of glare at Dewey. And she looks back with this expression of, what? I'm being nice! <laughs> so, writing on my hands, you're a ranger. You're into all kinds of weird things. Ever seen it? He says, may I see it more clearly? I, like, hold my hand out, but, like, not so he can reach it, just, like, within eye reach, like, so he can see it, but not, like, grab it. 
Okay. Weird. Yeah, I see what you mean. He's like, uh, you kind of hold it out kind of like like just in front of you a little bit. Uh, He he actually does try to reach this. Please, may I? I need to see this a little bit clearly. Fine. I like let him touch my hand, but it's clear I think it's kind of gross. Fair enough. You know. So he touches your hand. Suddenly, because of course it will, you and he feel linked for a second. You, he, and Dooley actually feel linked for a second. And somewhere, somewhere far away, you just kind of get this feeling, again, the same way you saw with the book, of things, huge, massive, and not angular, but as if angular grown, looking over at you and seeing things at you, not quite of the word intruder, but more of this will do. At that moment of, this will do, a flash. Just mostly in your mind. It didn't actually happen in real life. Nobody else seems to notice it. Just kind of goes between the three of you, and the table that you're on cracks. I, like, yank my hand away. <laughs> he also retracts his hand very quickly. Dooley stands um, up. What the hell was that? Good question. Indeed. That is a good question. What was that? And there you have it. Rangers. Strange things from beyond the stars. Possible techno-mages. Rock nurturers. And more strange happenings as the writing on Pi's hand becomes more and more developed. So join us next time in two weeks. And I promise I will be here again. Two weeks, barring more legal problems. Then next time you join us for Odyssey, a Babylon 5 story. And that's where we end this week. I want to thank everyone for joining us. I hope you will continue to join us every two weeks for another episode of Odyssey, a Babylon 5 story. If you have questions, comments, constructive criticism, or just want to say hi, then you can find us at temporalplaygrounds.com slash odyssey, or email at temporalplaygrounds at gmail.com. Babylon 5 was created by J. Michael Straczynski and is owned by Warner Brothers Domestic Television. The Babylon 5 role-playing game was produced by Mongoose Publishing utilizing the OGL Open Gaming License of D20. Our theme music was composed by Evan King. The song Titan Striker is available on YouTube, social media, and at evankingmusic.com. Please see his website for more information. Again, I am Daniel, and I thank you for joining us on this adventure. Good night, and keep dreaming.